I'm Bryce. I'm Jen. And I'm Adonis. This is a podcast where three of the best assistest friends come together over cups of coffee and uh, try new things out, talk about different topics, and see what life has in store for us. Uh, we are recording remotely today. We wanted to test that out, see how that's going, because there are some travelers amongst us, so we're just kind of giving it a test run to let us know how this turns out, guys. Uh, yeah. What coffees are we each drinking today? Uh, Jen, what do, you, what do you got going on? Um, I drank a cold brew this morning, just regular cold brew with some whipped cream on top. Did you make it yourself or did you go get it from somewhere? I went to Starbucks. Oh. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice way to start the morning. Was it a nitro or you just a regular? Oh, you said just a regular, right? Yeah, just regular. No nitro. Jen, what's the what's the difference between regular cold brew and nitro cold oh, brew? Oh, the nitros, um, you know, they're nitrogen infused. Ooh. But uh they i know like the scientific part of it is that the nitro kind of makes it like creamier even though nothing's added to it besides Mm. the nitro but like it makes it like a way smoother coffee and cold brew's already smooth so that's pretty good um it's meant to like be um drank really fast yeah. So, um, yeah, I was, I, I was, I was shocked, surprised when you told us that, uh, that it was supposed to be like, you're supposed to basically drink it in one sitting, right? Like you're supposed to just, yeah, you're not supposed to carry know, it around with you small, all day. They're not small amounts. Yeah. <laughs> well, they, that's why they like the Starbucks only sells it. Um, their smallest size or medium size because of that. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. Um, then when you let it sit, it literally takes like two minutes, I think, and it's like black and it tastes like bitter if you let it sit. It doesn't taste the same as like cold brew, just black. That's yeah, or maybe it sad. does, but maybe a little bit more bitter. I'm not sure. That's interesting. Yeah. I, I love it. Next time I get nacho, I'll to drink it faster. Yeah. Although I did I'm have a, uh, sit with it. I had like a honey foam one. They have like a new one that's like honey, honey foam, I think, or something oh, like yeah. that. And I wasn't a big fan. Um, yeah, that tastes like medicine. Not gonna <laughs> lie. So, but I do like, like the it's cold. It's like brews. medicine trying to be sweet. <laughs> but I do enjoy. I do enjoy the nitro when I when I can have it. So, so good, so smooth, so happy. What about you, Bryce? What are you drinking? Uh, I it basically became a cold brew because it was coffee from yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> a what? poor, a poor man's cold, cold coffee. <laughs> <laughs> poor man's cold brew. Uh, so I got a new bag of coffee that we all will be trying together at some point. But right now, I tried it out, and I've tried it in drip, French, and espresso. Oh damn! Covering all your bases. I did. It was actually really fun making all that. Uh, but what I had this morning was leftover drip from yesterday. It is the brand is Sparrows, and the bag I believe it's titled Homes Blend. H O M E S. I liked it in each. I definitely liked it best in French. But when I left it overnight and took a sip just a little bit ago, it was actually. I feel like I got way more flavors out of it. That's crazy. Uh, drinking it cold and it being left over. Like, it wasn't bitter at all. It was bitter when it was hot, but now it's not. So maybe I don't like, know maybe all the Maybe uh, all the bacteria in the air infused with the coffee, and then that's why it tastes so good. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if that's going to get me good tasting coffee every just, time. <laughs> was it just black, or did you add anything to it before? No, just black. Black coffee. I will say when I tried the espresso, making espresso out of the other day, that was so good. I did not expect that. Uh, so yeah, so I had the espresso, lots of flavor in there, and then the leftover cold. Uh, so yeah, if you guys ever order that and you just want to try, or just in general, just try leaving your coffee out and drinking it cold. If you uh, <laughs> never do that, I am that definitely is, uh... so. 
<laughs> We've talked about this before. How I am apparently the fake on this podcast, and how because I don't drink coffee every day because I don't need it every day, but I do love exploring flavors. True. So I feel like I'm not a fake because of that. <laughs> I mean, but, you did just make a very serious suggestion that they try day old coffee. <laughs> I, I don't know if that qualifies us. That's to, an experiment. Uh, I think that adds to my truthfulness in this part. How much I belong here? Because I'm willing to experiment with everything. Fair enough. Fair. It's okay. So. You're you're not a fake. You're just not an addict like Adonis and I. I think. I'm just the Marty Bird in this group, <laughs> and I know how to get myself out of crappy situations. Oh, there we go. <laughs> um, I tried uh, this new uh, K-Cup that I got from the grocery store the other day. It's uh, from the brand called Kauai Coffee, and it's their Nepali Coast. Uh, it's a Nepali Coast dark roast um so it's supposed to have hints of um nuttiness and sweet chocolate so uh it's a dark roast 25 percent hawaiian harvested coffee um yeah and it's it was actually really good i'm down to my last few because i've been drinking it pretty much every day uh nice rich flavor i really enjoy it um my my sort of litmus test for for coffees is sort of becoming if I can enjoy it black. Um, that's sort of how I know if it's a good coffee or not. And this is definitely one that passes that test because I have I've had it all week and I've had it black uh, every time I've had it. So uh, anytime I don't have to add any sweetener or cream or anything to a coffee is definitely a good sign. Um, and I think I've also sort of perfected the uh, the brewing of, of K-Cups. I did some research a while ago and found out that I had been uh, using my Keurig wrong. So ever since I adjusted that, I've been getting much better quality coffee. Like, what do you mean? Um, because generally speaking, so I have a single-use Keurig. So uh, you, you have to basically fill it up every day. So you pour the water into the back of it and then it brews out all of the water that's in there right so whatever you put in is what's coming out of the machine um so i was filling up an entire coffee mug full of water putting it in the back of the machine and using one pod to get my cup of coffee and it was always watered down always tasted just like coffee water not like actual coffee so i looked it up and i was like i'm probably using too much water and i looked it up and turns out um most of the K-Cups have, uh, excuse me, two tablespoons of coffee in them, which you should only be using um, for four ounces of water. That's what, the, what this website said. I'll try to find it and link it for you guys. But it's basically saying so every... Uh, two tablespoons, four ounces of four water? Four ounces, yeah. So I, I don't... Obviously, that's, that's so a little weird. bit... Because we... Uh, Every other thing that we looked up says it's supposed to be a two tablespoons for six ounces. Yeah. Um, but for K-Cups, apparently they recommended four ounces of if you want really quality coffee, maybe because it's such a small batch, you know, like how often do we just put two tablespoons worth of coffee into a coffee pot and brew one cup of coffee? That's true. And it's yeah. all concentrated in the K-Cup instead exactly. of being spread around a exactly. coffee filter. So. so it recommended four ounces and I adjusted to that. And yeah, ever since then, I've gotten really nice tasting coffee every time I brew it. So it just tastes like the perfect amount of like uh, like coffee to water. So, um, yeah, I know a lot of people and even in like um, if you're uh, if you have one of the more sophisticated Keurigs that basically you can fill up with water and then brew however much you want i think the number they have like numbers on them so i think it goes like uh four six eight and so you can brew four ounces six ounces or eight yeah. ounces of coffee um and a lot of people default to the six because it's in the middle you get a pretty full cup of coffee based off of that but apparently you should always be using that four level per per pod so uh jen i know you Sorry. Yeah, every time that I that I've had it, it's like two 
uh, concentrated on the bottom. It's like if it's sitting weird and it's mm. not dispersed right. I don't like the taste ever. That's interesting. Like it's too concentrated on the bottom. Do you leave it to sit for a while? <laughs> not really, but I can just taste that oh. because I feel like that's the best way I can describe it because that like it reminds me of the pour over where you would just let it like finish instead of like start pouring immediately mm. um, whatever's on the bottom because I feel like that's the like the heart of the coffee and it's like bitter. Oh, that's and then interesting. It just kind of like goes into it. I don't know. It always feels like I'm just eating like really bitter or drinking really bitter coffee. Huh. That's your problem. You're eating the grinds. <laughs> uh, you're supposed to put the grinds into yeah. the machine. And then... um, I'll have to next time, you know, we're, we're all together. I'll have to make you one and see if it, it's, it's actually a user error or maybe you just don't like the way that it brews yeah. coffee. Guess we'll have to. I've never made it. It's always other people making it for oh. me, so it's their fault. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, Bryce, what about you? Always have you ever... someone else's fault. <laughs> <laughs> are you a Are you a K cup fan, Bryce, or do you not usually use it? Yeah, I mean, we don't have a Keurig here at oh, the okay. house, but you know, at hotels. I mean, that's sure. it's standard at hotels now, and I'm in. Before COVID, and I was in hotels all the time, traveling for work. Gotcha, so gotcha. more often than not, I'm in a hotel. So like, I'll drink it. It works. It does its thing. Um, I did have a um, a custom one, or the one of the ones you can buy that's just an FDK cup. It's mm-hmm. just a filter, and you can put in your own coffee grains. I had that yeah. for a while, and I lost it. But uh, I did use that for a little bit. I wish I had it now, though. I'm sure I could buy one really easy, but yeah, they have to be super cheap because they come. I'm exploring different coffees, for sure. so I can easily just bring a bag. Yeah, of coffee I think that'd that. be really awesome. Yeah, they come. Yeah. I'm pretty sure those empty cups come like they come with the Keurig, so they can't be that expensive. Oh, really? Yeah, mine did at least. Yeah. Yeah, that's I don't cool because then people can gift you bags, and if that's the only thing that you have, sure, yeah, then you can just. Just grind it up and there. put it in there. Yeah, and the convenience of it is also really nice because, like, I like I've only been drinking one cup of coffee uh, for the last week or so, so I don't have to like you know waste anything. I I could just make my single serving of coffee and be on my way. Because mm-hmm. again, I I don't think I've ever used a drip coffee maker to make just one cup of coffee, like in my life. <laughs> I don't I think, think it's the ever happened. Least amount I've done is two cups. Yeah, me too. I don't think I've ever done. Yeah. Just one. Mine either. always. Probably because it's not just, a number on there. Yeah. <laughs> Mine is just a cup for me, but I have a very small one. Oh, do you have like a? a, a it, yeah. A more yeah, personal. I have like a Mr. Coffee, and it's tiny. Like a mini. Um. Yeah, and it, but I think it's like four cups. Isn't that what we make? I don't remember. Yeah, I think uh, the Chemex that we have is a four cup, and then that's the French press as well as four cups. So that's what we usually default to. Yeah. I just do like, I think I just do like two, and if it's in my mug. Mm -hmm. Yeah. um, But yeah, you guys should definitely let us know what your opinion of of Keurigs and K cups and pods are. I know they're sort of a. A hot topic. I know people, some coffee snobs think that they're super wasteful, and I know they're not incredibly environmentally friendly. Um, but although, like, every single K-cup that I've ever bought, it tells you how to dispose of it. And, like, you can dump the grinds and rinse the cup and recycle the actual container. So they're trying, I guess. Companies are trying to be more environmentally conscious because, yeah, these things can't be great for the environment if you're just tossing them into a, a yeah landfill. i didn't realize so. they had instructions on there that's cool mm-hmm. yep um let's pay attention to that next time since i use them a lot of hotels yeah for sure yeah uh brood convos at gmail.com write in let us know what you think of k-cups for sure i just had a thought about that k-cup thing too that mini oh, yeah. that you gave me it uh when I expand, it has you can get a bigger. 
um, for basically from a 50 milliliter to 100 milliliter water holder, water tank for it. Mm -hmm. And so if I get the 100 liter one, I can fit that custom cup in there and travel with both when I go to work or when I travel anywhere. That'd be cool. Look at that. Options for everything. Yeah. Things like a little transformer. Yeah. (laughs) I'm excited. (laughs) <laughs> I've been using that Mini Presso more and more. For those of you who don't know, I'm pretty sure I've talked about the Mini Presso before, probably mm-hmm. not in detail, but it's a it's kind of what it sounds like. And it's an espresso maker, but it's a manual one, so there's no electronic pieces to it. Um, there are several pieces to it, and you take it apart. It has a cup in there. It has a filter. It has the water tank, and then it has an air pump. And you heat up the water. You put it back together without the filter and the grinds. And then you pump the water, the hot water through to warm up the system uh, or to warm up the whole, all the pieces. And it gets hot, like it gets hot. Like when I'm done pumping the espresso or when I put the grinds in, like everything's super hot to touch. Like I almost have to wait a second. It's oh, crazy how efficient it works. Uh, but yeah, so you just do that and then you put your grinds into the little filter and then it goes into the top of the Mipresso and then the pump locks in so you can just twist it and it pops out and you just air pump your uh, couple and it pumps about two ounces of uh, espresso. So it's yeah. it's awesome. Many times it's been fantastic. So I've been playing with that a lot. I actually did a poll on our Instagram about brewing types. Oh, nice. For yeah. French press and drip, and the French press one with a hundred percent votes going in favor Hell for that. Yeah, yeah. Must have a bunch of Maybe. coffee connoisseurs who follow us, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we'll do like um, like what are they called? Those like March Madness thingies. Oh, like a we'll bracket versus yeah, the, oh, yeah, yeah, the brackets. We'll add in um the Keurig and the other stuff yeah there's um, there's a ton of different ways was, to make coffee yeah I there found was my... one person oh, ahead, Jen. there was one person adriana she said that she likes both it depends on like what kind of coffee she's drinking and it depends on how strong she wants it um but she said i feel like french press gives it a stronger flavor but the drip is also good and easier to share yeah Definitely. Yeah, if you have multiple people drinking coffee in your household, I mean, that's why the drip coffee exists. So yeah, yeah. It doesn't put out bad cups of coffee. It just, you know, no. puts out. And it's got, you know, it stays warm. It's got it's warmer and everything. Yeah. I mean, the French, my, I've never had an issue with the, my French press getting cold because I drink it pretty fast. But, you know, yeah. if most coffee pots, I think, have like a two hour uh, warming time. So that's mm-hmm. pretty convenient. So if you're a the type of person who drinks multiple cups a day you can just you know dip back into it you know so that's cool yeah and then i'm glad i found my i found my mini french press that uh, a friend joe gave me um, almost two years ago now uh, probably a year and a half ago and i had i think i'd used it once before but now i found it when i was cleaning out Again and stuff, and I'm so excited because I did I did just use it the other day. It's like a personal one, so it's like one I think maybe two cups, mm-hmm. but it, it so it's just really simple and easy. I just put in a couple tablespoons, grinds, and just steeps pretty quick. Nice. It's really nice. I love that thing. Yeah, I love French press, man. Like I we've talked about it before, but like I just love how it tastes i feel like it just tastes better and i think adriana agrees with me because she said that that you just get more flavor out of it and i don't really know like i probably should look up if there's any kind of actually i just shared a video with the with our yeah with our group and it was uh the guy in the video was doing uh he was testing out a a cloth filter which was interesting but he was talking about how in a french press uh, like the benefit to that is that you get the oils from the actual bean in the coffee. Yeah. But if you do a drip coffee maker, the paper filter will actually like uh, filter out all of those oils that would be on the bean. So that's yeah, why there's a taste difference. I didn't know that difference. before. Yeah, me either. So. That's interesting. I guess that's why it tastes more flavorful uh, because you're actually getting, you know, the oil off the beans rather than just the coffee. So. Do you love me some oil. 
<laughs> the more you know. <laughs> That's pretty cool. For sure. All right, well, I think I'm going to get a refill. Do you guys think? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, welcome back. Um, today I wanted to talk about, you know, your fears. Like, what scares you guys? <laughs> so, what what do you guys think is, like, your biggest fear? Oh, damn. We're starting with the biggest fear, huh? Okay, we I thought right we were, were going to work our way up to it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let... Uh, well, I mean, yeah, if you, if you guys want to first say kind of, like, you know, those... What did you call the Madonnas? They're just like smaller. Start at the beginning of the scale. Like, There's you know, scale. those smaller, more like irrational fears, you know? Like, just, you're okay. just scared of it just yeah. because you're scared of it. And now we can go into our, you know, internal, deep, yeah. paralyzing fears. Yeah, have some emotional breakdowns, you know? You got to build up to the breakdown, Jen. You can't just jump into the breakdown. You got to build up to it. Um, <laughs> Uh, some, some small like, fears that I have are like mm. one, my most, probably the biggest one, and this is totally stupid and I don't know why, and it's not really even a fear. I'm just like disgusted by these things and they just, right. yeah. they just <laughs> bother me are, uh, are, I guess rodents, but more specifically like mm. mice and rats. Like I yeah. have, I have a slight phobia of mice and rats, like not necessarily just from like looking at them but like anytime i'm actually around them or like god forbid one ever was on me i would probably flip my shit pretty hard mm -hmm. um, <laughs> just because i don't know like something about them just disgusts me and makes my skin crawl Dang. yeah like yeah. so anytime i see somebody with a pet rat it just like it just gives me the heebie-jeebies for yeah i don't get like it like when i when i had a hamster hamster it's like it's like a spectrum like rats and mice are like at, at the top and then like the further you go down so like guinea pigs hamsters gerbils they're all on that spectrum but they're farther down um like even things like like rabbits i can do I don't think rabbits are are rodents, but they're pretty damn close. Um, like, just like one of my friends had a pet rabbit, and it was just gross. Like, I even tried to hold it one time, and it just felt so like like you could feel all of its bones like yeah, underneath it's just, its skin. Yeah. It's just yeah, it just makes me like ugh, it just it's just gross. Any any small fluffy animal <laughs> does not <laughs> makes me want to vomit basically. What Although, about like small dogs. No, dogs are fine, um, but like squirrels are even okay. Like I've never had an issue with the. I've also never held a squirrel, but squirrels apparently are more disease-ridden than rats. Um, just a fun fact for you guys. But people think they're all cute because they have bushy tails. And I know squirrels aren't really a thing here in Arizona, but growing up in the Midwest, like they were literally everywhere. So. Um, but yeah. yeah, I mean, there's plenty when you go up north a bit. But yeah, oh, we had a flying squirrel or a sugar glider is what we oh, had yeah, yeah. Um, some years ago. I looked at the roommate who had one, mm. and then it was cute, but it smelled. It peed everywhere. <laughs> yeah, it shit everywhere. Oh, I it, when I first started to play with it, it, it definitely took me some getting used to letting it crawl on me mm -hmm. because I just would I I would shrug. I would my body would go into defensive mode. And, like, I was waiting for it to claw me or I was waiting for it to, like, attack me yeah. or, like, do something that I just didn't want to happen. And, yeah. Or, like, ferrets? God, ferrets are the one of the most oh, disgusting man. creatures I've ever experienced in my life. <laughs> they're so I think gross. they're cute. Oh, no, no. They're cute to watch on TV, maybe, but <laughs> I don't want to be in the same room as a ferret. Yeah, no. So that's mine. I like them, and I like reptiles, except I for love snakes. Reptiles. snakes. I was, snakes I was just about to say bugs and reptiles are not my thing. Yeah. I don't. Actually, that's Ooh, one bugs. of the only time I, I could insects. be yeah. around a, a, a mouse was one of my friends. Uh, we yeah, went to the yes. pet store <laughs> to get some mice to feed to his snake, 
and it was the best thing in the world watching that watching Ew, nature take its course you <laughs> i literally started crying i was watching this girl on youtube show me her pets and when she went to the part of the snakes and she fed it a little baby mouse mm-hmm. well it was like uh though yeah whatever they're, they're, they're bred to be that um, 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 I cried and I had to stop watching the video. Really? Yeah, yes. I, it's hard and to watch I that. Hate no, I love that. Anytime, <laughs> even in Disneyland, <laughs> when I in Disneyland when we go on the Splash Mountain, mm-hmm. and there's that like jungly kind of mm-hmm. thing you go into. Um, anywhere I could think that there would be a snake. You know, there's a lot of leaves, anything like that. I'm like, no, thank you. I oh, do wow. not yeah. want. I love. Snakes. Really don't like snakes. I love snakes. No, I think I'm more afraid of snakes in in those places than snakes like um, like rattlesnakes here in the desert. I think those are different. You're more afraid of of like jungle. I'm more snakes? afraid of the yeah, maybe because they're. Because they're um, hidden. Even though the desert ones are in holes, like yeah, they they're, can and just they're, come I out think and generally they're more venomous than like. I think like the bigger the snake is, the less chance it's more like it's venomous. Like I don't even care about that. I, think that's a I just don't want to look at yeah. it. I just don't want it to touch me. I don't want to feel it. Yeah, I think I, I touched a snake one time. I think when I was a kid, and also maybe as an adult, I might have touched a snake once a little bit too. Like my friend just. You know, have or people I know have snakes or whatever, but I and each time it just I was terrified. Like I mean, it took it took like an hour to get me to touch the snake first of all, and then even after that, after I touched it, I felt like I just signed a death warrant. Like I That's was crazy. either gonna get eaten, I was gonna die, or I was gonna need to like. They're really oh, cool man, though. Like if you hold know. one and you just feel it like wrapping around your arm, like just feeling all the muscles. No, like oh, it's like that pure, terrifies me. It's like pure muscle. Like, every it part of it is you muscle. And tear your arm off. <laughs> no, I don't. I've actually flirted. I flirted myself. with the idea of getting a snake. Maybe I'll get one and expose oh, you guys to I, it. The the idea of me <laughs> making myself deliberately vulnerable to another creature in nature. Fair enough. Terrifies yeah. me. That's that's a that's a lot of logical fear. Like how you feel about feeding the rat to the snake. I'm the rat. I'm always the rat. Like I just <laughs> I will be eaten every time. Another animal that just grosses me out, but I'm not like really afraid of, but kind of are birds. Really? I really don't like them. Mm. Like any kind of bird? Um, like parrots, yeah, or parakeets. Any kind of bird. Like you don't even like. I think parrots are beautiful. One of my friends had a pet parrot. They're beautiful, but I don't want, like, they just scare me that they have, like, a big old beak that they could just come up to my head and start beaking me. Yep. <laughs> I need to show you guys videos of literally um, this bird that this man records outside his house. He calls him, like, Dan or something, Dan the Diver, and he always attacks anyone that walks by. Oh, like really? he'll just start yeah <laughs> That's crazy. And like everyone is like terrified and <laughs> runs away yeah i love birds and there was a bird in my house in my apartment the other night the other day oh and that's, I, that's a oh that's a death omen yeah that's scary <laughs> don't even say that no thank you it has been said <laughs> what about you guys this but, oh, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say like a spoiler for Bojack or no. Ah, uh, let's oh, see. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, let's leave it alone. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, let's not. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, I don't like bugs. I can't do bugs. any bugs. type of like critter. Like I'm not like anytime I go out like so. So I hike a lot. I love being out like in the woods and stuff. But man, as soon as I see a bug, I put my shoes right back on. Like really? I don't. Yeah, as soon as I feel something crawling on me, I just I'm such a baby. Like I just don't like the idea of a bug on me. That's like, weird because you're such like a is. you're such an outdoorsy guy. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's weird too. <laughs> I also think it's weird, but like I'll be even just out back in the backyard, I'll be. Uh, we just got an inflatable pool for the kids, so. Okay. 
uh, like I was getting down and I was hooking the pump up to the thing and I just saw like ants and other things like crawling around and I had my knees on the ground and I immediately like stood up, went back inside, got my shoes on so I wasn't even touching the ground. And then I have to like step, like, I mean, I have to be moving so that the ants don't have a way to crawl onto my feet. Like I'm such a child. Oh man. <laughs> so like, I don't understand it though. ants? Well, like actually no, ants I have a reason. Ants I have a legitimate reason. Cause when I was like 10 or 11 or something, I went, I was running in a park and there's this hill that goes really deep down before it comes back up. And it was completely like overgrown. Like it was up to probably my thighs mm. at the time. I was 10 or 11. And so I went and I ran through there. And when I came out of the hill, I felt like, I felt weird. Like, um, I don't know, it was like tingly. Mm. I looked down and my legs are completely covered in ants. Like 100% covered. Like I spent like a couple minutes brushing them off. I had so many bites. Like it, that terrified me. Yeah, but so what do you think? What do you think when you watched Hereditary? And Hereditary you saw ants. Oh no, that was terrible. <laughs> even like even like watching Mighty Ducks three, like <laughs> that's an old movie. Only so many people have seen it now, but uh, like watching them do that prank in uh, the cabins and they're shoving the ants through the tubes. It was ants, oh, right? Yeah, yeah, they're shoving yeah, ants yeah. through the tubes. Oh so, yeah. And I was like, huh, no. <laughs> I, I would oh man but yeah so I don't like ants but then it goes as far as bugs and anything too spiders I can't do like yeah, I've, I'll have friends with like pet spiders like here just like it's really not a big deal and like in my head I know it's not a big deal like I know like oh like obviously I have friends that own snakes or own reptiles or own spiders or whatever and like they play with them all the time but as soon as I feel a foot on me I freak out and in my head I know well, I logic it out in my head and I say that I know that these types of animals, like these types of critters, know fear and I'm always going to be fearful. So if I tense up in fear, they'll bite me automatically. So I don't... It's a lose-lose. <laughs> so it's a lose-lose. Like I, I can't get comfortable unless I actually let them crawl on me. But if I let them crawl on me, it means I'm going to get bit because I fear that my fear will incite a bite. <laughs> and just you know i'm not a you know people think i'm the survivor type and i really just <laughs> i'm just a big baby who likes to see a tree or two <laughs> hey, there you go that's uh that's well thought out sir i didn't even think about it that way what about you jen what's your small irrational fear um you know i i did used to be really afraid of insects but not that much anymore i feel like they're not that they're not that crazy to me (laughs) but they do have like really strong legs which kind of grosses me out like i don't know if you guys have like if you've ever felt them on you like a grasshopper Mm. they're like strong oh yep Mm. oh i used to when i'm driving in the passenger seat or something i have a grasshopper flying to my face oh no thank you (laughs) i had a i had a pet tarantula at one point so like I, I never, it never really bothered me. Like <laughs> I would let, I would let homeboy crawl all over me. It wasn't a oh big God. deal. He's a bad I don't think I would have a problem with that either. <laughs> my buddy uh, that I stay with sometimes when I go to Washington, he just got, he just got into like owning a bunch of tarantulas. So like he has a bunch now. Oh. So like, so when I go visit him again, and I'm going to, and I stay there. That's what's uh, gonna be in the same room as me. So, Uh-oh. I was like, I'll I sleep. Uh, I'll sleep in the car. Like... Sleep outside. I'm gonna be conquering a lot of fears that <laughs> that day. Um, outside of animals and stuff, um, I used to have. Well, I still kind of do. I definitely have a fear of heights. Oh, really? Uh, for sure. Um, I don't know when it started, but I had a fear of heights. Like, um, for as long as I can remember and but I am most of the kind like for my fears I need to get over them because mm. some of them some my best way of getting over a fear is when I need to get over a fear so for the heights thing um, when I was 16 uh, actually I was 17 I had a job at the theater and I was doing maintenance and stuff and there's like 30 foot ladders and all that so I was 
Um, at that time, there was a maintenance manager, and he was like, I don't know, 60s, 70s. Like, he was, he'd been there for And I, there was a 30 foot ladder, we had to change some light bulbs, like at the top auditorium, but I wanted to do maintenance. Like, I volunteered for it, and I knew what I was, like, getting myself into. But, I never had to like force myself to climb that high before, mm. but I also wasn't going to make him do it. And part of me wanting to get the maintenance job was to overcome some of that fear, like over some of the stuff that I just didn't want to hinder me mm. like in the future. Uh, and so that's what I did. So I climbed that ladder up and down several times, changing lights and stuff. And that was terrifying every time. It's still, I'm still scared when I climb heights like that, but now I don't tremble. Like now it's just like, you know what? I'm going to do it. I've done it. Uh, I'm going to just do it again and move on. And like, I'm not going to go do it for fun, but now I can do it without it like locking me up or freaking me out. But that fear, it's weird because that fear is still there. Mm. Like it's, it's still real. It's still just as powerful as it was the first time I felt it, but it i i have i have control over it now pretty do much. you think that you got it from something or you just have it no like i think i just scared. had it i can't imagine i don't know what it would have been from uh, unless we're gonna go you know <laughs> therapy on this and look into my baby years but i, I uh I um I'm trying to think of fears that I've like gotten over. I guess I used to have a fear of pain, and I know that sounds weird, but I used to really be afraid. Like oh, no, like I the anticipation of pain was always like would freak me out. So like when I was very young, I hated getting like shots because like the build up to it was so mm-hmm. much, and I like it would it would the build up would always be much worse than the actual act. But I used to avoid oh, getting no. into fights. They're equal. <laughs> But I think at some point in my life, I just started to be like, you know what? It's going to hurt, but push through it. Just get through it. So I think over the years, I've stopped. Be- like I've That's one fear that I guess I've conquered. Like I, I, I've, I have a tattoo and I want more. Um, I like don't have any issue with getting shots or anything like that. I was at the dentist the other day, and I don't know if you guys have ever had to have the thing where they like push up your gums with that little that little tool or whatever oh, yeah, yeah. that shit like hurts cleaning. i mean <laughs> yeah. i just had a major cleaning with my teeth so yeah. but that that <laughs> shit hurts and i was like okay yeah. uh when she started doing it i was like god damn that is painful but like she yeah. would i would get a little reprieve every few teeth or whatever so i've i've sort of adopted the mindset of just like just push through it like it's you know you'll you'll mm-hmm. feel the pain but then you'll get through it and then it'll be over with it's funny you say that because i just had a bunch of work done on my mouth and they had to do several shots of anesthesia just mm-hmm. in one spot just because yeah. i would metabolize it super fast but then they hold that needle in you mm-hmm. for like 30 seconds for the until uh, each time they do it and they did it about seven times yeah on like the top and then another sometimes on the bottom and they still have to do it throughout the procedure but mm-hmm. Even after all the anesthesia, I could still feel some of it. Like some of it was pressure. Like they tell you it's either, if it's pressure, that's fine. If it's pain, tell us right away. Okay. And like they tell you not to push the pain like at all. They tell oh, you okay. like as soon as you feel pain, like I don't, you're not a tough person just because you can get to the pain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But at some point, they weren't allowed to give me more anesthesia. Really? <laughs> and I could still feel like every now and then. Like, there was, like, a specific tooth or whatever where I could just, like, feel the work on my gums being happened, and yeah. I just had, like, I had to. I didn't tell them that I was feeling pain. Like, afterwards, I did. I was like, yeah, no, I felt it, but I also know you couldn't give me anymore. And, yeah. I wasn't, and they said, you can come back tomorrow. I was like, no, I'm not coming back tomorrow. No, no we're, we're getting this now. done today. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, that's yeah, the I only... Totally, so, I totally get that. So, another thing that I'm, like, uh, afraid of, but it's sort of irrational is this is very specific it's open ocean at night oh yeah <laughs> like have you guys ever seen the movie That's open water though. no i don't oh god it. it's this movie about <laughs> these two people who go they go on like what's it called when you go uh, scuba diving and they get left uh, in the middle of the ocean 
and their boat goes Ooh. away, and then like they're just That's trapped. Why you don't get out off the there. boat, man. You never get off the boat. <laughs> and trapped out there, and like it's just getting darker. And I swear, every time I watch that movie, my anxiety just goes through the roof because I uh, put myself in those positions when I watch movies like that, and I don't know what I would do. Like just being surrounded by that much nothingness and not yeah, knowing what's scary. underneath you is absolutely terrifying to me, especially since we've only explored. Life, was it Life of Pi? That, oh, yeah. uh, kind of, yeah, but at least they were in a boat. <laughs> like, can you imagine just being <laughs> out with nothing? And like, uh, if, if we only explored so little of the ocean, there's so much of the ocean that we don't know, like, we don't know a fraction of what's in like what's in there as far as like animals and everything go. wants to eat you exactly so it's like i just don't but I, those things are like deep in the ocean how do so we know we've only, we've only explored five percent of the world's oceans in depth so there's a lot of room for uh some shit to be out there that we don't know about um Movies have, I, don't even everywhere. Like, <laughs> I don't even like boats like even like yeah, it'd be scary to be with nothing, but even yeah. on a boat, I wouldn't want to do that. I honestly think I just, I no. just give up. I just be like, fuck it, I'm done. Like, I'm not about to go through this. <laughs> like, I cut my, cut myself to get the blood in the water so that the sharks come and just finish me off. Quick. Oh hell, no. I don't want to get eaten alive. Oh god. <laughs> no, screw that. <laughs> so, so I, I fear being eaten. Let's talk about irrational fear. I'm scared of getting eaten alive. Really? Like, screw that. Like. Ooh. That just sounds absolutely like, Did you terrible. know that there's a fetish for that? Oh, my God. Getting eaten Online. alive? Yeah. I don't even... Cannibal? I, I, I know that I bring so, up a lot of random things. I don't even know how I find out all this stuff, but... So there's people like a, get off on watching it, or people get off yeah. on getting eaten alive, and they get off once, and then they're gone? <laughs> I know. <laughs> watch it. I know auto-cannibalism like really is a thing. Like, people who things. eat themselves. Oh, God. Ew. Yeah. I've heard how? that term. I didn't know it was real. Yeah. Like you just cut a piece of skin off and oh. fry it up, put it on a, oh. a sandwich, you know. God, stop. <laughs> Some Hannibal Lecter type shit. Do you uh, think grossness is like the same as like fear? disgust? Is also can be fear or no? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I think they're coincidentally connected or it's a byproduct i think you'd be disgusted by your fears or like by things you're scared of uh mm -hmm. you can feel disgust for those things not for the fears but for the things that you're afraid of um, so just because you fear it yeah according uh, to uh, according to uh merriam webster dictionary uh, a fear is an unpleasant emotion caused by the belief that someone or something is dangerous likely to cause pain or a threat so i guess technically no because just because you're disgusted by something but doesn't mean you're can be painful. in danger of it oh true yeah do you think like like so everything would be because of pain but do you think also kind of our fears are because of like they would lead to death it could be basically like locking up in a situation or what do you mean well like if you say you're afraid of of you know open water i mean that's because you're kind of that's afraid because, of death yeah, if of you course think about yeah it. yeah like i'm afraid oh, of yeah. what the outcome of open water would be if yeah, i was out like in open water and i knew i was going to be rescued yeah. i wouldn't be afraid you know yeah like yeah. my fear of the heights is you yeah. know falling yeah, but if you um, had a rope on a bunch of limbs, yeah, you might not be afraid. Yeah, I don't think I have like a very specific fear, but it is just like nothingness, like death in general. Oblivion. Not knowing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's some but I'm kind of getting over it. I know this is something that I've talked to you guys a lot, and it's been happening. Like th it's been like a constant fear for the last year. Mm -hmm. But I think like yesterday, for example, I was watching Full Metal Jacket, mm -hmm. and um, <laughs> they're like obviously going to war and stuff, so they're being trained to not be afraid to die, basically. Mm -hmm. And I was like. Uh, death and I always like every time I think about death I like my head just goes into that thought and I didn't actually feel like that feeling of passing out so I think I'm kind of you know what you know what movie it. does that like really well have you ever seen uh, 
Seeking a Friend for the End of the World with Steve Carell and Kira Knightley. I've heard no. of it. And it's basi- I've never even heard of it. It's basically about this. It's in a world where like there's a meteor heading toward Earth and like everyone knows. Like The movie starts out with them saying that the last mission to get rid of the meteor or whatever failed. So it's like a countdown. They have like three weeks before this hits the Earth and kills everybody. So it's literally about – it's a, com- a, rom- a, rom- a romantic comedy about Steve Carell like living out his last three weeks on Earth. And it like the ending oh, is man. crazy because it is very like anti what the rest of the movie is. Like it has a very dark, serious ending. Um, but yeah, it's it it's mostly about like acceptance. Like you know how do you, how do you want to spend your last time, your last amount of time on Earth? Like if you had three weeks left to live, we've all asked ourselves that question before. You know, if I had a week left to live, what would I do? You know, so it basically plays out that mm-hmm. scenario for these two characters. But yeah, I won't ruin Dang. the ending. But the ending is one that when I watched it because I saw it in theaters for the first time and I was like, holy shit! I was not expecting that <laughs> kind of an what ending. What is it called again? Uh, seeking a friend for the end of the world. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. What is you guys' like favorite horror movie? Uh, the Notebook. <laughs> <laughs> Finding Nemo. Oh my. Um. It's the open water, man. Open water. <laughs> That's true. I love Alien. Alien is a classic. Psycho. Classic. Um, I would probably I go uh, Hereditary. Yeah, I was going to say I do love that one. But I haven't no, watched it again since no, the first either. time I watched it. I don't want to say time it's my favorite, it. but it is really good. We, I did rewatch it because Julia was rewatching it because he loves rewatching it. And yeah. uh, I felt just as disgusted watching it the second The time. Witch. That's a the good Witch one. is really good too. The first saw was really good. Yeah. Um, I like. We had a sort of a small conversation about this. The first Paranormal Activity was really good. I like the Blair Witch Project. Um. I never seen those. Really? None of them. Blair. No. That's. I haven't crazy. seen Blair Witch Project or Paranormal Activity. Blair Witch Project is one of those movies where you probably had to watch it when it came out because now there's yeah. been so many parodies and like uh, like ripoffs of it that it wouldn't really be scary anymore. But when it first, I remember when it first came out, I watched it and I thought it was real and I didn't feel too stupid because a lot of people thought it was real because <laughs> it's like it's filmed in that found yeah. footage documentary style. So it was crazy and I was like, oh shit, they actually released this and then obviously it's a movie and i was like well it's well <laughs> That's done scary um but yeah so i thought it was really good but i was so i would still say watch it like give it a chance you might like it mm-hmm. um, okay yeah those are all those would all make my top 10 obviously movies like alien silence of the lambs those are those are classics so yeah. I, would, I would definitely put those up there you know one surprised me i forgot, oh, I forgot what it was called though God damn it. um it came out four years ago, five years ago maybe. Uh, it had a surprising twist in the middle, uh, and which changed the story almost completely. Hmm. But it was about these. You just think it's some teen movie about teens breaking into this guy's house, and um, oh, is and it, the uh, guy is blind. Don't breathe. Don't breathe. Yeah, that's what yeah, it was. That's that one solid, yeah. was that was when I actually started uh, to give horror movies a chance again. But yeah, that was that was a nuts movie. That was a gross twist also. Yeah. It was just gross. Yeah, that... There's nothing horror about it. It Ugh. was just yeah. disgusting. Yeah. I watch a lot of like true crime stuff. I know Me that too. that's yeah. not really like I so I'm kind of like scared of Although that stuff, that stuff has always been more unsettling to me than like the monster stuff because it's real. Like that stuff could actually happen. Exactly. I watched uh, Hush the other day. Have you guys seen that one? That one's really good. It's about Mm -hmm. a girl who's she's deaf and there's an intruder in her house and she's trying to like survive the intruder. But 
it has like a little bit of a twist in it so i would definitely recommend it it's on netflix it's like an hour and a half long it's really I good i think i've heard of it or someone else was watching it is yeah. she like a writer or something? yeah yeah oh okay yeah. oh there's another one that uh i just watched it is the autopsy of jane Doe. oh yeah you that were telling was me about really that. well done i was actually i I actually want to rewatch that. That was really, really, really well done. That I used to be really afraid of like devil stuff or paranormal stuff, but not mm-hmm. anymore because I don't even care anymore. Yeah, that stuff I'm never like... really scared me because like <laughs> take, never... take oh, well. me. For me, <laughs> yeah, for me seriously. to be like afraid of it, it has to be believable. So, and I say that like Hereditary didn't scare me; it just made me super uncomfortable. Like it made me yeah. Super uneasy. It made me feel gross afterwards. Like <laughs> yeah, it made but, me feel like I was the one doing all of that, yeah. and it was just. And it's just a beautiful fucking movie. Like it's so well shot yeah. and edited, and and everything about the movie is incredible. But it's just gross. So what did <laughs> you guys think of can't Midsummer? It. I didn't I care didn't for watch it. it. I don't need to watch it. I heard it was <gasps> average compared to the other two, so yeah. I just don't feel like it's it. another. It's I a beautiful awesome. movie. I don't know. Yeah, I yeah. like I like when horror movies can actually tell a story and not yeah. just be stupid and have jump scares. Like I I heard that it was about his breakup and it makes sense. Like, mm-hmm. you know, all these things that happened. But I guess also you'd have to watch like the director's cut to really get that like breakup movie feeling. Yeah, no, I'm I'm, and, I'm cool um, on that. Isn't it like 4 hours long or something <laughs> like that? Like I don't need to watch Probably. that. Probably. <laughs> Is it weird that I'm more attracted to watching it because of that cut? Like That's cuz you haven't like seen the original. Rice, cut. You haven't seen the like original <laughs> cut. Like when I heard they added like 45 <laughs> minutes, I was like, "What?" That movie already <laughs> felt like it was 6 hours okay, long. <laughs> but we you guys watch Dr. Sleep director's Dr. Cut. Sleep is a great movie. That's, That's different. Right. That's magnificent. Midsummer's be- good too. I've it's watched the director's right. cut of Dr. Sleep at least four times now in the last like month or two. Whoa. It's beautiful. <laughs> it is pretty good. Um, re- let's rephrase that. Let's fix that statement. <laughs> I love Dr. Sleep, man. That's a great movie. How I did we get onto this horror movie? Uh, oh, aren't they making another one? Is that why? <laughs> I don't or know. No? I don't think what? there's a. It's based on a book, so I don't think Stephen King wrote a third book in that in that oh. world. So I don't think. So. Yeah. Um. I, I think they should have made The Shining a separate thing. Is that wrong to say? What do you mean? Like a, like I know they kind of tried to, to go off of that one, but I know that. Like, I love The Shining, but I know that Stanley Kubrick didn't really go based off the book too much. Yeah. So, I think maybe this one that actually did kind of follow the book should have had another movie, too. Or is that too much? Like, another version of The Shining? Do you think people would have been mad that it was, like, a remake or something? Yeah, no, I don't think. I think they were banking on the nostalgia factor for The Shining to get people in seats, for sure. For the movie, oh. The Shining, yeah. I, uh, Shining could not exist and that'd be fun. <laughs> Bryce is not a fan of I, the Shining. I love The Shining. I'll let people call me out on that. Y'all can call me out. I don't mind. I'm just not a fan. I did rewatch it. I rewatched it right before I rewatched Doctor Sleep because my friend had not seen The Shining, so we watched it. And uh, it was just as... I'm not going to use harsh words. I, I did not like it the same amount I didn't like it the first time. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, I think we hit quite a good time cap here, though. (laughs) Yeah. So, (laughs) jumped into our horror movies and stuff. So, let's take a break, get some more coffee, and we'll come back with our brewer's choice. Yeah. Let's go. Welcome back, guys. We are coming in with Brewer's Choice, my favorite part of the entire day. Um, I'm going to recommend... (laughs) Today, I'm going to recommend two things, actually, because I had to. There's just so many. Um, I'm going to say Lord of the Rings because hobbits are afraid of, like, everything, but... How dare you? (laughs) (laughs) But I'm a hobbit. I love food and I'm afraid. (laughs) They overcome 
their fears. That's true. They and do. They do. My other <laughs> one is Spirited Away. That movie was scary the first time I watched it. <laughs> um, I am like afraid of going into a different world or like waking up in a different timeline. And she goes into like it's like basically a different world, and her parents turn into pigs, and that's terrifying. Fair enough. Um, I <laughs> I can't say that I could have anticipated either of those choices, way. but. Uh, good job, Jen. Um, I am going to have two things as well. I am going to recommend uh, a song. Uh, it's called Twisted Nerve by Bernard Herrmann. Um, it was made famous by Kill Bill. Uh, it's the whistle song from Kill Ooh, Bill. Yeah. Um, and I remember the first time I listened to it, like in my headphones, I was like, oh, it's got that. It's got a nice buildup. And then there's a part of it that just comes in very hard and very frightening, and it feels like you're in a horror movie. So if you ever want to get the vibe of a of like what it would feel like to be in a horror movie, put on your headphones, sit in the dark, and watch and listen to that song. Oh, um, <laughs> it will freak you out, especially if you haven't heard it before. Um, and then my second thing is going to be a Netflix series actually called The OA. Um, we talked about things that made us like unsettled and that is one of the most unsettling shows that I've ever seen. It's super well done. It's incredibly well written. It's mm. got, uh, sort of like what Jen was saying about, uh, spirited away about, uh, like other worlds and stuff. And there's just, it's like, there's a level of realism to it that makes it seem plausible, which in my opinion makes things more scary scary like when you actually think that it's a possibility that this could happen it becomes infinitely more frightening so the oa there's two seasons it's a great show uh check it out it's on netflix i never watched the second season i need to rewatch the first season now and mm. check out the second season second season is good man i thought it was gonna I be trash that first season i thought the second was gonna be trash but it's actually really good finish it i thought i was caught up on binging things for a while apparently you're never caught up in this world never <laughs> um i only have one thing but it's worth two things because oh. i'm gonna impart some bryce advice hey see what i did there <laughs> uh if you are like me you're a kinesthetic learner and you're an active you need to do things to learn or that's how you break through walls in your mind um, and it's how you overcome things uh, then if you have any fears that are physical fears like for me like climbing heights or I also have a little bit of claustrophobia um, the way I kind of overcame those were I told myself I had to do them and I made myself be in situations where I would have to do it like there was no other option um exposure took... therapy exactly exposure therapy that's really good actually i knew there's a term for that that's exactly how i think about everything when i think that i don't know enough about something or i don't um or i'm scared of something generally speaking if it's something i don't want to be scared of anymore uh, exposure therapy just keep exposing yourself whether you're and there's a scale for it you expose yourself at a small increments maybe you're just watching a movie about it but then you slowly. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry, you said you expose yourself in small increments. I'm a child. I'm sorry. <laughs> Just a little bit at a time. You don't want to pull it out too fast. You just gotta slowly. <laughs> Sometimes I yeah, forget your sense of humor is like mine. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, exposure therapy it can mean they can, it can mean so many different things. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Ah, oh, that was good. Continue, Bryce. I'm so sorry. <laughs> We're gonna keep that all in there, right? Yes, That's all. Um. I don't even know how to come back from that. <laughs> um, but exposure therapy and price advice. 
Bryce advice. We need a little Thank like. Thank you, Bryce. We need a little sting. Yeah, or a little segment. Whoa, whoa. Bryce advice. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, I think that about wraps up our episode on fear. Uh, there's a lot we didn't get to, so I think it's safe to say that you can expect uh, a part two of this episode mm-hmm. at some point in the future. Uh, if you want to let us know what we should talk about in that part two, or if you want to tell us how much you love us, you can write emails into broodconvos at gmail.com. That's B R E W E D. C-O-N-V-O-S at gmail.com You can also check out our Instagram and Facebook at Brood Podcast And check out our Twitter at Brood Combos Awesome guys Thank you so much for listening and we will see you next time My name is Adonis I'm Bryce And I'm Jen Bye. Bye As you begin to develop and expand your skills and your talents and your vision of yourself, you will always be in control of your destiny. Brood Podcast is recorded in Chandler, Arizona. Our producers are Bryce Gonzalez, Jennifer Montez, and Adonis Ship. Our intro music is Easy, produced by CJ Beats. Our outro music is Destiny, Produced by James Berkeley. Our social media managers are Bryce Gonzalez and Jennifer Montez. Our editor is Adonis Schiff.